Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this Friday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. It is a football Friday. It is Veterans Day, so thanks to all who have served. Wolf, how's it going over there? You know, I'm doing great right now. I'm so glad you started with that, Luke. You brought up Veterans Day right there. Thank you. Thank you to so many men and women that have served this great country. Thank you so much for our freedom, for your sacrifice and what you have done for us. And when I think of Veterans Day, of course, I cannot help it, but I think of Walt Ellis. Walt Ellis, of course, Vulture 13, man. Vulture 13, what's up, my brother? It's just the the lead engineer, the chief engineer for the Arizona Cardinals, Walt Ellis. He's been doing it for years. Just an incredible dude and a legend here uh, locally. Love you, Walter. Thank you for your sacrifice. Absolutely. And Walt has a hand, I feel like, in getting pretty much every sports team in town on the air. (laughs) He is everywhere. That dude does not take a day off. So let's uh, let's talk some football, Wolf. And let's just let's start off basic big picture. Here we are. Week 10 Cardinals Rams. What's on the line? Because I tell you, the first thing that jumps out to me in terms of just immediate what can be accomplished on Sunday, you could probably take the Rams out of the playoffs. Yes, you can keep your season alive. But in terms of like what you could do on Sunday specifically, I can't look past the fact that you could really probably put the Rams, if they're not on the ropes now, right right on the ropes. Right. Um, You know what, though? If if you're going to start there, I'm not trying to poo-poo anything you just said. I'm not, Luke, but... At the same time, I mean, is that really the goal for your season to get to eliminate the Rams? No, you know? no. But I'm taking a different tact with this team emotionally. Okay, I'm not investing in the playoffs until they string a couple wins together. Okay, there you go, right there. Um, I'm going to continue to do that and hope that they'll go on and actually win a game. And suddenly they're at four and six, and they've got the NFC West, uh, San Francisco 49ers in Mexico City in front of them. These three games. The Seattle game, of course, the Rams game, and the 49ers game. We all know how important this was going to be to the Arizona Cardinals and their season right now. Well, they're right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it right now. This is this is a must-win game in the 10th week of the season. And I have a hard time admitting it. I have a hard time getting to that point because it technically is not a must-win. It isn't. Until it is a must win, yet at the same time, it feels like if you lose this game, it's impossible. There's no evidence there to believe that you're going to turn the season around. This is an opportunity to do just that against your nemesis. Does anyone else find it interesting that it's against the Rams no, I find that it they annoying. can turn their season <laughs> it's around always, it's in always LA. the Rams. This is the thing that keeps getting, I, I think, everybody's overlooking when you say, is this a must-win game? And I know you're wrestling with that because mathematically it isn't. 
every team in the division would have the tiebreaker over you at that point. <laughs> so because okay. because you'd be 0-4 in the division, Seattle would already have at least two division wins, and they've swept you. The Rams would already have at least two division wins, and they've swept you. The 49ers are already 3-0 and in the division. So every team in the division would have a tiebreaker. You would have to... It, it, so it, it almost would be mathematically impossible. I got to come back to it. I got to say, it is a must. It is, win. A must is that win. what you're saying? Because, in the tenth week of the season. Yes, because the division part of it is Luke, it takes in it the tenth week of the season. You're saying it. Yes, blame the Seahawks. That's what you're saying. It's the Seahawks' fault that we got to this point. I, what is going on? Um. Yeah, it is. Uh, what's on the line right now for the Arizona Cardinals? Their season. Forget about the Rams. Although that is a bonus. There's, there's no doubt about oh, it. Hey, payback the Rams. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of payback right there. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, that'd be great. There's a bonus. Beat the Rams. Yay. Beat the Rams. And <laughs> we need to get suddenly back on they go that. to three. <laughs> they go to three and six. And at the same time, you save your season. Um, now, once again, there's still a lot of water that has to go under that bridge, metaphorically speaking, when you talk about saving your season. But it's a start in the right direction. Um, yeah, it does. It just there's no other way around it. This is a must. win. You want to get crazy, though, when, when you say save the season. And I know there's a good chunk of Cardinals fans like don't talk about this until they actually start winning games. I'm with you. I, I'm standing by what I said. I need to see this team string back to back wins together before I can take them seriously as a playoff team. <laughs> right. But if you win on Sunday and you have to beat the team that has owned you, I, I grant you that. But if you can beat the Rams, you're four and six. They're three and six. They're actually behind you. San Francisco is either going to be five and four or four and five. They play the Chargers. Not an easy game. Not an easy game. And Seattle's playing Brady in Germany. I don't even know how that works. But I mean, it's it's not inconceivable if you win that you're a half game out of second in the division. <laughs> That's how wacky this division is. Yeah. Now, yes, the eye test. You have to win games to actually be in this. Like I said earlier in the week, if Detroit wins out, Detroit will make the playoffs too. Winning you actually have to win good. the game. Yes, winning is good. I would put that in the positive category. <laughs> That is that is good right there. I don't care how you do it. Winning is good. Losing is bad. Losing is bad, especially this weekend. It would be extremely bad. Give me a key to the game. Yeah, I what have is one okay? For me. Okay, you know what? I want to hear yours right now because I've got three. Of course, I, there's always three based on our needs. There's never just one key to the well, game. I can give you two other ones, but there's one <laughs> overriding key. There's to the always game. Wait, three. How about that setup, Luke? Luke, go ahead and give me your one key to the game. There's always three, <laughs> but let me just hear your one. It's always a triangle. <laughs> When you think of the game, of course. You sound like Phil Jackson. Not a point. Okay, give me your point. (laughs) Got to play clean game. More than than any other point this season. Fundamentally sound. No pre-snap penalties. I get that there might be one or two. I get it. I mean, it's inevitable. But when you look at all the things you're about to say, Wolf, and all the things we're about to say for the next four hours, with the injuries the Cardinals have, and all the, the potential X factors in this game, if you play a clean game, you have a chance to win this week. You yeah. really do because the Rams are a mess. Yes. If you don't, it doesn't matter who the other team is. It doesn't. Beat yourself, the definition thereof, right? Okay, um, that is one. You're good on that. That's good. Your point is good. It's well It's well spoken. No should doubt. I split it into three points? Um, you should. Okay. Um, I also had that. Limit Emmys and mistakes. Okay, there you go. Now listen, uh, Basinonians, um, human beings play the game of football. Because they play the game of football, they're going to make mistakes. It happens. It's a stressful situation. There's a lot of moving parts. 
There are variables. You're going to have mental errors. It is. You've got to limit them, as we all know. Because it it seems like the Arizona Cardinals almost are incapable of limiting, limiting their mistakes. You have to reduce the mental errors, man, and the mistakes you're making. There's no doubt I'm with you. That is one key to the game. It's foundational to this game. Because I don't think you have to do anything in this game with the possible exception of blocking Aaron Donald with basically your second offensive line, depending who actually is able to play for you. I don't think you have to do anything that is impossible in this game. When we get more into the Rams, you will realize the Rams offense is just as much of a mess, if not more, than the Cardinals. You just can't beat yourself before the, the ball's actually snapped. You're you're making it sound like there are no other keys to the game, Luke. <laughs> you're making it sound like that. That's interesting it's, it's right It's a precursor. <laughs> if you don't do key one, the other two keys aren't going to matter. Okay, how about this right here? You know what? Honestly, okay, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, the passapartout two yeah, of yeah, the keys. I see what you're doing right there. The skeleton key of the keys. Um, okay, uh, number one, run the ball. You gotta be able to run the ball. I'll expand on this and we'll expound, of course, as the show unfolds. You have to be able to do it. It is critical. I'm sick and tired of talking about it. I really am. I think you're sick and tired of hearing about it. I don't care. I'm sick Bloody of knuckles. Seeing it. Somebody please. Bloody knuckles. Come off the ball and run the ball. You have to be able to do it this week. The last time the Arizona Cardinals played the Rams, 58 pass attempts. Can I tell you right now, if if there's 58 pass attempts, I don't think there's any way they win this game. How does it seem like a good idea to have your banged-up quarterback with an injured hamstring running away from Aaron Donald with a beat-up offensive line and trying to throw 58 passes? It's just if that's what happens, you're in trouble. So number two and the final, I would say, the final key, the triangle being complete to keys to the game. Rush the passer, man. <laughs> it's time to it's time to it's time for Vance Joseph with his five man pressure packages that he's so good with. It's time for him to scheme up some serious stuff. Whether it's Matthew Stafford or whether it's John Wolford, it doesn't matter. Get after him. Because they will throw it to you if you do. That's true. <laughs> Matthew Stafford has a track record of that. And if you don't get after him, he's probably going to beat you. And uh, I would add number four, as Vance Joseph taught us on Hard Knocks, talk about the boot. That oh, it just seems like a recurring theme now going forward. Yeah, until that can't be a key. Uh, well, That's a it's, coaching it's a, point. It's um, it's a supplemental uh, article. How's that? It's not a square, Luke. It's a triangle. <laughs> it could be a trapezoid. Can Mikel Bridges and campaign sustain what we saw on Wednesday night? Do the Suns need them to? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Phoenix Suns in action tonight in Orlando. I was kind of looking forward to seeing uh, Paolo on Orlando, Wolf, and he may play. He's questionable for this one. Yeah. But the NBA this season, like Giannis hasn't played all week. Like just nobody plays anymore. Devin Booker, as far as stars that actually play, Devin Booker's the one. So I, maybe we don't have a full appreciation of that here, but Devin Booker actually plays. And, like, I mean, I don't doubt that Giannis has an injury, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, 
so many guys don't play on the first half of a back to back or the second half or whatever. And um, yeah, and I mean now it's to the point where we might not even see a rookie who should be playing in like his twelfth game. For me though, for the most part, everything I know and hear about Giannis though, this is a guy that wants to play. He's a yeah. guy that wants to play, and when he does play, look out, as we all know. Well, he's. He would win MVP if he played. Uh, I'm just saying, he's, he's absolutely um, a joy to watch. I'm just using him as the example because he typically does play. And right. I mean, I'm not even talking right. about the Ben Simmons of the world and the Kevin Durant and all these other guys that, that just routinely are going to miss 20 or 30 games or more. Um, but either way, Paolo is questionable. Chris Paul's questionable for tonight. No Landry Shamit, as you heard in the update. And obviously no Cam Johnson. So the Suns' depth continues to be tested. Now, it hasn't been tested to the point where it's really hurt them because they are 8-3. and three, yeah. And they've beat a lot of good teams already this season. They've beat a lot of teams better than Orlando tonight. But we were talking before the show. Mikel Bridges goes out there and puts up 31. And the stat line was amazing on Wednesday and didn't even tell the whole story. Nine rebounds, two, four steals, a block. Uh, I think he had five assists. I mean, that's a pretty good night. Hit four threes, (laughs) shot 60% from the field. Can you realistically rely on him to do that every game, though? Yeah, you know, honestly, um, not every game. 31 points? Come on, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, of course not. Not every game, but um, as a player, can you rely on Mikael Bridges? Yes. Well, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I'll, I'll rely on Mikal Bridges. I'm not going to expect he's going to go out and score 31 points every game out there. But make an impact on the game to help you win a game all day long, man. This is one of the best players in the association. One of the best players. It's it's something I take for granted all the time with Mikal Bridges. I, I think Mikal Bridges could be a guy that scores 24 a game. I, I think he could be. That guy, um, 24, 25 points a game. I, I think he could be that guy, but for the most part, um, he doesn't care if he's that guy. He's well, going to be the guy that helps you win games, period. Ideally, we don't have to care if he's that guy. And you know what? 25 is a better number to put it at because I just remember on draft night, I've referenced this in the past, but uh, doing the show, the draft show with John Bloom and Kellen Olson that night. And the conclusion we all sort of came to was Mikel Bridges. And he had never played a game for the Suns. He had just been traded after Philadelphia drafted him. Mikel Bridges is the sort of guy that when you get into the playoffs and at the time they had not been anywhere near the playoffs in what, eight years when you get into the playoffs and you get into a series, Mikel Bridges is the guy that he never leads you in scoring in the seven-game series. But you look at it and you say, we won this this series because Mikel did this in game three. And sure. Different again. Like he is, he's everything to you. And he, he plays every game. And he plays 40-plus minutes every night. But the problem is, with no Cam Johnson, and you obviously don't have Jay Crowder, and now you're missing Landry Shamit, and you might be missing Chris Paul, you at least know you're missing Cam Johnson for a month or two. You might need Mikel Bridges to put up 24 points a night, unless the big man is going to start putting up double digits. Yeah. Big double digits, not like 10. Like, I'm talking like 24 points a night. Okay, yeah. We'd like to see that, of course. DeAndre Ayton. D, if you're listening right now, go ahead. Have at it, big well, guy. Any big man. Bismack, if you want to do it, too, go uh, ahead. Okay, yeah. That, but I, that's I was talking right about there, 22. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely would appreciate it if DA was the one to actually do that. By the way, dunk it, D. Just uh, Can I call you D? Didn't somebody Just write a song it. about this once? Um, but Mikel Bridges as yeah, you know what, Mikel Bridges, I do, I, I think he could be that guy on another team. He, he doesn't have to be that guy on this team. 
until maybe now. And again, I, I, I scolded myself on the air the other day, and the reason why I did that is because why didn't you talk about Mikhail Bridges being the guy that needs to step up? Yeah, I, it's obvious. We all want DeAndre Ayton to be that guy to step up. But Mikhail Bridges, when you're talking about wing players, this guy has got a complete game as well. Very similar to Cam Johnson in his game. I'm just angry at myself. Well, but because I, I took him for granted, and I think there's a lot of people that do I, expect I, I'm more. I'm going to help you out here, even though you shot down my key to the game in the first segment. I'm going to well, help you out here. Your keys were just it was one key. Four square. Sometimes you only need one key to get in the door. So I'm going to help you out, though, because you just said it right there. Mikel Bridges, is he the guy that needs to step up? Is he the guy that can step up? That's two different questions. Can he step up? Yeah. I didn't go into that game on Wednesday night thinking, like, you know who needs to do more? Mikel Bridges. DeAndre Ayton needs to do more, or guys off the bench need to do more. And that's sort of where I'm coming from here with Mikel Bridges. Is it fair to realistically say, okay, Mikel, we need you to put up 25 a night while continuing to guard the other team's best player, play 40-plus minutes, and play every night, and do everything you do? Can he do it? Yes. Can he do it consistently? I think at some point you're going to you're going to lose a little bit defensively if he's doing that every night, too. Maybe not. Maybe he really is a cyborg. (laughs) Maybe he is. Um, He certainly would relish the opportunity, I think. It's one of the things I love about Mikel Bridges the most. This guy's a baller. This guy's a player, man. He's into it. I I don't care what sport you're talking about playing. Mikel Bridges would be the the best teammate maybe you've ever had. Uh, Football. Okay, do you think he'd work hard in football? Yeah, you know what he would. Uh, again, forget about his body right now and the way he's built and what do you think, corner? Else. I'm talking about receiver? No. Um no, I maybe edge. Oh. Maybe an okay. edge guy right, but he's a little thin. Yeah, okay? I was gonna he say I, I was, but, but I guess tough. what I'm saying is would you expect Mikel Bridges to play hard in the game of football? Because never forget, Basin audience, um football loves the wretched. Yes, football loves the wretched and embraces the wretched. Somebody who's willing to give all that they have. And if you do that, um, if you just try harder, she will reward you, Mother Gridiron. Okay, yeah, I could see Mikel Bridges giving everything that he's got because I can see him do it every night almost in the NBA. So why, of course, Mikel Bridges... He'd, he'd excel at that, and it's one of the things I love about him the most, man. He's a competitor through and through. We need Bill Davis to walk into the Suns locker room and say, somebody try harder than Mikel Bridges. Not you, Devin. We already know you're doing that. That is a great <laughs> reference Somebody right else now. try harder than Mikel Bridges. Yes. Hard try knocks of the Phoenix Suns. No way, man. Um, Chris Paul is still is still questionable for this one. I have the James Jones update from Wednesday, and it really hasn't changed. But I also have James Jones on with Burns and Gambo on Wednesday talking about how they pick up the slack without Cam Johnson. We just need to, you know, be extremely efficient and, and play better. You know, we need to make shots. You know, Mikael, Mikael, Devin, you know, Chris, DeAndre, uh, Campaign, Landry Shamit, you know, Jacques, Dario, all those guys, all those guys had the ability to do more. Um, and we're going to need them to do more. I think you see right now across the NBA, um, you, you struggle to find teams that don't have six or seven, eight guys contributing consistently. It's not the same guy. Your top two guys, maybe your, your third guy if you have one, they're the consistent scorers, but night in and night out, you're trying to find someone else who you don't expect to give you 
15, 20 points every night, but, you know, a chorus of guys can give you 7, 8, 10, 12 night to night. Um, in, in, in this league right now where there's a lot of parity and, uh, like I said, a, a youth movement, a youth shift where a lot of the, the established players are, you know, being, I say, beat by committee by a bunch of younger guys. So as a collective, we'll just have to be able to be efficient. You know, our margin for error is smaller, but until we um, take a couple steps forward and, and our, our roster gets complete, ho- completely whole and healthy, um, we're going to have to lean on our guys who are playing these minutes to, to be productive. I don't want to put James Jones on the couch, my brothers, but uh, James, sit down for a minute, okay? Honestly, you said Mikel first. <laughs> that was the first name <laughs> because out of your mouth. He's most likely the one to step up. Yes. Just he also said Which, not twenty five every anybody every night. I think they're going to have to take them for granted. It's one of those things where I'm watching the game on Wednesday and I'm like, watching the Suns, and I'm like, they're not as deep as they were last year. They're not as deep as they were two weeks ago because of the injuries. And then you look and they're winning by 22. Yeah. And you're like, okay, (laughs) keep doing what you're doing. Well, I tried to tell you. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, how does the Cardinals game (laughs) prep change when the quarterback is an unknown on the other team? Or their team. We'll get into it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Souls. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's pretty easy here, Wolf, to predict what's going to happen on Sunday, right? Uh, It could be any of four quarterbacks playing for the two teams, and everybody else is hurt as well. It's not like the season is on the line for either of these two teams. Listen to that. Sarcasm. Sarcasm sucks, Butter. Feel good. No. We we uh, differ. We have opposing views on sarcasm. I'm going to write that down in this piece of paper. I'm going to throw away. Don't be sarcastic. You've got something to say. Say it definitively. Or sarcastically. Yeah. Yes. Uh, You have two teams, as we established in the first segment, that need the win. The Cardinals had expectations. You can hear it from the frustration in their fans. You can see it in the frustration when they play. And uh, if you watched Hard Knocks, the Rams just won the Super Bowl last year. And pretty realistically, whoever loses this game isn't going to make the playoffs. And it's not like winning the game puts you in the playoffs, but it does it, 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 it does keep you alive. Four and six or four and five in this division keeps you very much alive. Um, so you have two teams that are beat up. You have two teams that don't even know who's going to play quarterback for them. And you got two defenses that are probably looking at the opposing offense like, I think we need to win this game for our team. Yeah. Here's Vance Joseph yesterday. Do you change your preparation at all if it's John Wolford as opposed to Matthew Stafford? I think the overall game plan won't change much. You know, it's the same system. But obviously, their backup is a guy who can run with the football. You know, we faced him two years ago in Week 17. So that's that's a good thing for us, obviously. But the zone read stuff, the scrambling on third downs, is obviously different than, than Stafford. So, um Overall, first, second down won't change much, but his skill set's different than Matthew, so we will adjust, you know, accordingly if he's the quarterback. You know, it's just one of the reasons why um, you have to blend the old and the new in today's NFL. You really do. It's just one of the reasons why. Another example of why you need to do it. Because suddenly you've got a guy named John Walford who actually can run the ball. 
So now all of a sudden the zone read and the RPO and all that, you've got to put that all in for the most part. Matthew Stafford, you're not going to do a lot of zone reads with Matthew Stafford. You're just not going to do that. It's not that he can't. He's a better athlete than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, not like Kirk Cousins, who will pull the ball down and run in from 18 yards out. Yeah, I already saw of that. Of course, not like that. That, that really broke me emotionally but this season. Matthew Stafford is a better athlete than a lot of people give him credit for, but you're just not going to run a lot of the new stuff with Matthew Stafford. You don't have to, for the most part. So shouldn't that also be an issue for the Rams? Like, if I'm Vance Joseph and I'm preparing my team, and it's, okay, here's Matthew Stafford, or it's going to be their backup, who is Matthew Stafford light, basically, then it'd be a lot easier, I would think, than yeah. Preparing for, or here's the backup who might run all over us. Right. That's completely different. So I would think that would be a challenge for a defense, but I have to think on some level that's a challenge for the Rams' offense, too. Now it helps to have Sean McVay to blend everything together. Sure. But if it's Wolford, they got to run a different offense yeah. for a good chunk of that game. And you know what? We don't want them running a different offense. <laughs> so do we want Stafford think or about, Wolford? I, I kind of just want Stafford. You know what you're going to get. It's weird. It is really weird, man. It sounds disrespectful to say I get that, but I would I, I I would almost rather have Stafford because you know if you don't play well, he'll beat you. But he's also going to give you a chance to beat him. Yes. And the Cardinals' offense is so beat up. I need the defense to have a chance to win the game. Yeah, you know, going back to that that game where John Wolford did play, um, you know, he, he had fifty six yards rushing on six carries. He did an excellent job of actually running the ball. We talked a little bit about it yesterday right there. I I, I think the Rams are an offense that you basically know when Matthew Stafford is in the game exactly what you're going to get. Now, um, Sean McVay was talking about changing up the offense, making it look different. Maybe we've got to go with different players. Maybe we've got to run some different schemes. For me right now, um, the fact that they have 11 personnel, they run 11 personnel base in Onions 98% of the time. It doesn't matter what the down and distance is. It doesn't matter where you are in the field. They're running 11 personnel. One back. Wolf's Playbook for Dummies. 11 personnel. One back. One tight end, three wide receivers. Slam it. Which is amazing if you look at the Rams because it doesn't feel like they have three wide receivers on their roster. It feels like they have one wide receiver who does the work of three wide receivers on their roster right Right. now. Right, yeah. How's Allen Robinson working out right now? Uh, I did check. He is still on the team. He is on the team right now. Um, Things aren't going as well for him as you would imagine. 25 receptions. On the season for 248 yards, I believe. I would have, th- if that's right. No, Two that's, touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I would have. Th- is, I would that, have is that honestly? Uh, 25 receptions. Uh, for 248 yards and two touchdowns. Stop it. So he does have two touchdowns. Okay. He does have 248 yards. Yeah. And he's had 25 receptions. <laughs> this is ridiculous. How do you Stop like it? I mean, look at it. Is no, it in I front know. of me? There's you, nothing you, there. Might as well not even be on with whatever What is going <laughs> on? Somebody give me the mouth guard. Let me bust another wedge. Um. Okay. So uh, that hasn't really panned out. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. Is this good? Yeah. Okay, I only want good breaking news. So, apparently, Buda Baker is out at practice. What? Now, they already ruled him out, but could that change? (laughs) 
Mel. If it could. You, you better be serious about this. Well. You got a blue check mark? Derb well, better be serious about on. it. Every, oh, everybody on Twitter has a blue check mark now, though, so oh, it's, that's it's right. different. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you wake up, you get a blue check mark. But if Derb says it, and it's the real Derb. Yeah, it okay. is. He said, well, looky here. Buda Baker is out at practice. Maybe he could play after all. So is Kyler Murray and DJ Humphreys. Oh. He did not see Byron Murphy, Rodney Hudson, or Max Garcia. Okay, Buddha. Byron Murphy, that's probably If that's anybody, though. If anybody could do it. It'd be Buddha. If anybody could come back from a high ankle sprain and miss a grand total of zero games, Buddha. it would be Buddha. Yeah, what are you doing, Buddha? You going blue juice on that, bro? I don't want to glaze over, though. The Byron Murphy thing, like I what, know, uh, Byron, right? Uh, can you Byron Murphy? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Byron Murphy um, has to play. Byron Murphy has to play. Please, Byron. They held Cooper Cup this. to four catches for forty-four yards last night. I know exactly right. Uh, let's just hope this is the extreme. Okay, Byron, you're going to be okay. So here's Vance right. Joseph yesterday giving a Byron Murphy update. We'll see about Murph. I mean, he's 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 getting better. You know, so hopefully tomorrow he feels much better. He can play on the weekend. But again, we have guys that we trust and you know who've practiced and who've played for us all year. So if he can't go, we'll we'll find someone to go and we'll play. Vance is so like. I love the way he just said that right there. Yeah. Well, if our best corner's out yeah. against Cooper Cup, then, you know, just, we'll just, uh, we'll probably lose. We'll no, just, I wonder if inside he's screaming <laughs> horrifically inside, just. That's, that's why it was. Uh, you know, and Vance is just chilling in front of the camera, of that's, course. That's why it was Nothing so great to see, to see that clip on Hard Knocks because Vance is always so calm and matter oh, yeah. of fact. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our no, entire defense is going to miss this game. I can no tell deal. you. Yeah, I can tell you. He's an emotional dude. He, he really is. His intensity level is very, very. Very high. Um, okay, well, so this is kind of good news, isn't it? Buddha Baker, and well, I'm, Buddha. I'm actually looking at a video right now, and he's running. He's running. He's yeah. running, and he's running. Well, what are you doing, Buddha? What? If, if, How okay, is that if you're possible, on this Buddha? team and Buddha is running and running well with one ankle right now, he just got a high ankle sprain, which we've all seen keeps guys out for weeks and weeks and weeks, depending on the player and the severity, right? Yes. It happened five days ago. Yeah, and he's out there running. That sounds like Buddha. Though. If you're on this team and Buddha Baker's out the there, impossible. If he's outrunning you with a high ankle sprain, right? You have to step up. Yes, this can is leading by example. Can we get somebody to play harder than Buddha Baker, Bill Davis? Can we? Can we get that? Can we find somebody to play who's injured? Man, I want to challenge you guys. Somebody play harder than Buddha in a game. Watch where this <laughs> comes from here. Try to play harder than What kind of defense would we have? I love it, I, I tell you what, if he honestly, oh, if he plays, man. you better win. Who wants to tell Buddha, yeah, okay, you went out here with a high ankle sprain and you played as hard as you could, but, uh, you know, we, we just, we, we kept taking false starts. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> like, if he's going to go out there and play, if that's actually a real possibility... Everybody else better rise up. It's so cool because if you're Sean Coogler, you can take out the red dot and put it on one of your offensive linemen and say, can we find somebody to play harder than Buddha? Beautiful example to all. We come back. Which games are we going to have our eyes on around the National Football League this weekend? We'll give you our NFL five-star games next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five star, 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 five star,
The NFL's best games, as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, we both spent the entire break watching Buda Baker run at practice, and I feel okay about that. I have to tell you right now, man, this is stunning. Watching Buda Baker practice, if you're telling me this was taken from today? It looks like it's from two weeks ago or something, right? But there's multiple people now. Tyler Drake, too. Okay, no, it it was today, and he was not wearing any kind of wrap other than his normal ankle wrap. He's fine. Let's go, Buddha. That's the way that it looked. Oh, my goodness. That's huge. Tell Buddha there's nothing on the line this week if he's out there running around, and that's really a high ankle sprain. All right, let's get into five-star games, Wolf. I see one this weekend. I see a few games I'm very interested in this weekend. Yes. Some four-star games, and then even maybe some that are lower than four-star, but I'm just personally very interested in. But I see one I don't want to say clear five-star game because one of their quarterbacks is hurt, too, but I do see a five-star game. Okay, good. You want to start on that? Yeah, let's start game? with that. Let's go Minnesota at Buffalo. Minnesota this season, Minnesota actually has a better record than Buffalo, even though you might not think that. These teams are a combined 13-3. and three. I don't believe Minnesota is, is going to come out of the NFC this year, but this could be a legitimate Super Bowl preview. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, um, it's incredible to see the Minnesota Vikings at 7-1 and one right now. I was not super impressed. I was not impressed with a lot of their um, tape when I was watching it overall. As a matter of fact, I will tell you, I thought the Philadelphia Eagles were more impressive when I was watching them. What are my glasses on? That's interesting, but... Um, the Minnesota Vikings, their defense is getting better. And That's scary. That right there is what's scary because I think they are the strength of that team. Even with Kirk Cousins, even with Dalvin Cook, even with the guys they have, Justin Jefferson, I still think the strength of their team is their defense now. Their offense is right in the middle of the pack for the most part in every major metric. Yet here they are, man. They're seven and one right now. You got to give them their due. This is gonna. This is a five star game, no doubt. Maloney just said Sean McDermott said the Bills are taking Josh Allen's status for the game hour to hour. Hour to hour. Hour okay. to hour. So it's not day to day. Not anymore. It's hour to hour. Eventually, hour I would assume hour. it'll be minute to minute. Here's the thing about this game, Wolf, because you would think, okay, Buffalo, yeah, okay, they're a Super Bowl favorite in a lot of people's minds, at least a Super Bowl contender. If Josh Allen really has something up with his elbow, I'd just go ahead and sit him, right? Why, why wouldn't you just sit him? Just, just be extra careful. And they may do that, or they may have to do that, but... If they lose, they could be in third place in their division by the end of this weekend. They're six and two. The Jets are six and three. The Dolphins are six and three. And both the Dolphins and Jets have already beaten them. The yeah. Bills are zero and two in the division this year. Do you still have the Bills number one in your power poll? No, I have not moved. But I still think they're better than Philadelphia. Damn, yeah, they should have done that. I think Kansas City's better than Buffalo. I don't know what to believe anymore. Okay. Uh, but if they lose... Okay, those are my Bills. 0-2 okay? in the division. You know I love my Bills. Did you know they were 0-2 in the division? Because I didn't know that till right now. Um, No, yeah. I didn't. But I think if I would have gone back and looked at it, I know they had two losses, Luke. Yes, if you went back and looked at the schedule, you um, would then know they were 0-2 <laughs> in yes. the division. That's good um, Okay, so we've got one five-star game. Do you have any other ones? Um, I do not okay. have any other five-star games, but there are two four-star games. Okay, explain. 
Um, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, of course, and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I know. Really? I yeah, I get it. The Packers are three and five. All oh, the Packers. This is the Green Bay Packers season as well. <laughs> yeah. And do you think Mike McCarthy wants to beat the Packers? Um, let me think about Yeah. You think Aaron Rodgers misses Mike McCarthy? It sounds like he does. I don't know why he does, yes. but it sounds like he does. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, right here, this it's, it's a four-star game only because when you have Aaron Rodgers facing playoff elimination, or what certainly feels like playoff elimination right now, in the 10th week of the season, would you say that's a big story in the NFC? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I will give you that. My counter would be Green Bay's been unwatchable this season. But you're right. It's Aaron Rodgers facing elimination in Week 10 against his former coach. That that qualifies as a four-star. Especially Dallas as well because the Cowboys, a lot of people eyeballing the Cowboys right now and thinking, man, they, they should be in the top five of the power pole. Yeah, they probably should, and it pains me to say that, but that's a, that's a good football game. So that's game. a four-star game. Uh, I got another four-star game for you. How about Chargers 49ers? I, I had that as yeah, well. Yeah. The Chargers. You got to go with it. These two teams are basically 500. The Chargers are 5-3 and three and the Niners are 4-4, four and four and yet... I still see a lot of potential there. The 49ers, I, I, I'm nervous that's going to be the team that comes out of the NFC. I'm nervous they're going to get it together. They, they just got Christian McCaffrey. The last time they played, he threw for a touchdown, caught a touchdown, and ran for a touchdown. They get that defense a little bit healthier. But the Chargers, I mean, I had them in my top five at the start of the season, forgetting that Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth down no matter what's happening. Yeah, what is going on with the Chargers right now? That is the question. Uh, Brandon Staley, I really like him as a coach. Um, I thought they were going to be much better at this point of the season. Now, here you are, halfway through it. And, um, okay, five and three, the Chargers. Um, They're starting to play better, I would say, and come together a little bit. I could see them ripping off some runs, but this is a big game right here. If the Chargers win this game, it feels like the Chargers are announcing to the National Football League that they're in this. They're back, and they're ready to go six and three suddenly. Yeah. You know, they could be they right started there with the, the season. Chiefs, exactly. Yeah. They're up and down. Their play was very uneven. Now, all of a sudden, if they beat the 49ers, especially in San Francisco or in Santa Clara, I should say, um, now all of a sudden to get to six and three, yeah, the Chargers are going to make an announcement to the NFL that they're back and they're in the AFC all over again. Let me tell the you how. 49ers? This is, um, if they win this game, this is also a statement game yeah. for the 49ers. I, like I said, I think they're a sleeping giant. And I didn't think that before the season, but you add Christian McCaffrey and you know Garoppolo can take you to the Super Bowl or at least not stop you from going to the Super Bowl because he's done it before. Um, so there's some uncertainty cleared up there. This is how that game's going to go, Wolf. Okay, The Chargers are going to fall behind in the first half because they always do. They're going to come back and make it real close in the second half. That's every Chargers game ever. Hey, look, it's 10 nothing. whoever they're playing. Hey, look, the Chargers are up 14-10 to every single week. And that just comes down to a, like a field goal or you know, a two-minute drive at the end of the game. Are uh, you guys interested to see Jeff Saturday against Josh McDaniels? Because remember, Josh McDaniels pretty much left the Colts at the altar and decided to go back with the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. I, I am I, I am interested in seeing what the... I mean, 
logic should say that the Raiders should win that game by 20, right? Yeah. You have a guy that's never coached before. So you would think at the very least, even if he has all this coaching talent that his, he just right. never has unlocked, he should struggle in his first game. But the Raiders have been a mess this year. Did you happen to hear Jeff Saturday in his comments yesterday? What he was saying, Jeff Saturday? Because um, Saturday yesterday? Yeah, you know what? I, he, on Thursday, Saturday. Saturday yesterday on Thursday. Was talking, yes. And the intensity level was ratcheted up because somebody was asking him, what gives you the right? I mean, honestly, do you think you're qualified? Are you qualified? Somebody... And he started getting a little hot. Was it Max? I liked it because, you know what, I, I don't know. <laughs> but there are, there are people right now that are looking at Jeff Saturday like, wow, okay. And I like the fact he's pushing back. Stand up for yourself, Jeff. Yeah, of look. Course. I mean, what gives him the right is he got hired for the job. But pe- right. people should people should be asking him that question. I mean, he he got offered the job, so he should get to have the job. But he should be getting asked that question, too. Let's, let's be real here. He's never coached at the NFL or college level. By the way, that's... It's a three-star game. It's, it's football, though, so, he, I mean, it's the beauty of sports. He can go out there and prove people wrong if the Colts start winning. I also, Buccaneers, Seahawks, real quick before we hit the break, are, have you come over to my side that the Buccaneers are winning that division? No. Everybody else is just going backwards. No. They're going to win by standing still. Luke, it's a long season. <sighs> really, really long if you're trying to watch the Panthers. Sit down, Falcons. Luke! Of course, I didn't have to last night. Should the uh, Cardinals expect to face Matthew Stafford or John Wolford on Sunday? We're going to ask Rams sideline analyst DeMarco Farr. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.